0: Well hello everyone and welcome to Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. I appreciate you for lending me your ears as always. We have been away and I left podcasting behind because I wanted to immerse myself in the location where we were and leave everything else behind and that is exactly what I did. We were in France, not our first time there of course, but there's a way to embrace france and to love france so very much many americans visit france and they see the the historic things of course the eiffel tower many many things to see as a tourist we are tourists i embrace that i never deny being a tourist but i do try to respect the locations of where we visit and understand they don't speak my language always uh, in France. Some do, some don't. So you need to learn at least enough of their language to try to work with them. And if you do, they love it and they appreciate it. And they they make the effort right back to you. One thing I learned the very first time in France, was a long time ago, um, it was probably that was probably at the end of uh, what would that have been 90 1999. I guess was our first time in France. You learn if you observe when you travel. You do if you pay attention. Through the years, if we've as we've traveled so so much, you look at your own. Uh, with people from your own country and you wonder did they do any homework at all before they left home to understand where they were going it isn't home if you want to be home stay home it isn't home it, you, it um, it's different and those are the the beautiful aspects of of travel but what i learned on that first trip i well learned a lot actually um, we took the channel over from, from London um, and um, what I learned my first time in Paris was not to assume to behave the way you do at home. In other words, when you go into their beautiful shops, don't touch the merchandise without asking. If you All you have to do is ask. May I? May I? May I look at this? And then they're all—they're all in with you. They will help you. They will um, accommodate you. And so uh, that was a lesson immediately learned, and I have held on to that—not just in France, but throughout our travels. Uh, behave with respect to the—the the location where you are in every single way no matter no matter where it is that's just my feeling to each their own but another thing and I had a conversation yesterday with a dear friend who is a, 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 a seasoned travel writer traveler herself for many years about footwear I never wear white shoes I I don't I they're just, I, I did, I wore them as Mary Janes as a kid, I wore them as an adult in spring, wear it, blah, blah, I don't anymore, I haven't for probably 30 years worn white shoes, maybe longer. I discovered I don't like them. You know, when you wake up one day and you go, um, for me, it's like, um, you know what, guess what, I don't really like nuts of any kind. <laughs> it's just. Why do I eat them and stuff when I really don't like them? Same thing about white shoes. It's like, my feet look huge and my feet aren't huge. It's seven and a half to eight, depending on the brand. I don't like white shoes because they make me look like Minnie Mouse. Or they're just not attractive on me. If you wear them, enjoy. I, I respect your choices. No judgment from me. They're just not for me. But on that trip, that first trip to paris i had on white comfy athletic shoes they were nice but i also had on a very long stylish coat because it was november and it was it was cool and the coat was great and then when i saw the pictures when they came here are these white shoes so i I no longer wear athletic shoes when i travel there are other Rothies uh, by the way I'm not I get nothing for saying this by the way make great shoes they're comfortable and uh, and very stylish I, some of them are not as stylish but some of them are and you can walk a million miles in them and be very very comfy so there are ways around it <laughs> but Paris is is magical and I think if you I have so many podcasts to do because I have so many things I want to share with you and I want to hear back from you about your travels and what what you have experienced. And I will share particulars of things that, that went perfectly, things that we had to work around <laughs> such as making train connections from Paris to the south of France, um, all sorts of things. One thing Gary and I planned and we because we had these magical days in Paris before we went to the south of France and we had it all planned out beautiful picnic because the food the cheese that I'm cheese lover of, of long ago forever my whole life beautiful picnic beautiful wine and we would go to a park of which they have beautiful parks in Paris and have a picnic on the on the ground. It didn't work out. We ended up taking photos. I did of Gary on the ground, <laughs> actually, uh, at a beautiful, an absolute stunning park, Luxembourg Park. No wine, no public drinking in any of their parks. There's no no drinking in their in their parks. So. There was that, that you know, that little fantasy you have if you're in Paris, or in a park, it's great. Uh, of course, wine is such a thing there, and I have, I want to do just one podcast just about wine. We have since we've been home, we have had many like, teas and smoothies and all of these cleansing uh, uh, drinks uh, because we did the Provence and you do a lot of wine tasting, but olives italy you you have wonderful olives in in france yes but for you know the richness of olives mm, that's italy for sure wine mm, that's paris i love cava from spain it, it's a, a it's a sparkling it's a champagne really uh, but wine france olives italy so even though we had great olives in France. But I want to speak just for a moment, and then I will end this podcast uh, pretty pretty quickly here. College, by the way, is paid. It's paid for in France. If you are a resident uh, of France, your college is paid for. What is not paid for but is huge there is culinary school, and that costs $30,000 a year. But if you just go to college, it's free. Yeah, I like that very, very much. But I want to talk about European children because it is so noticeable. You you cannot avoid it, seeing these children. Because when we were there, it's August, Europeans go on vacation themselves. So not only do you have tourists, but they are also going to be tourists wherever they travel uh, because they shut down and they take their families and they go. So, and we were deeply immersed in France, um, not just Paris, but throughout the the southern part of uh, south of France as well. So I was just so amazed as always. Same thing in, in Great Britain. The children are so, well behaved. They're beautiful children. They're well dressed. They are so incredibly well behaved and and mature. Acting, um, getting on the trains, getting off the trains, carrying luggage, uh, conversing with your parents or with the adults with them in such a not. There wasn't a, a whiny meltdown to be to be seen. No tugging on the parents for attention. No, no, I'm the center of attention. No, nothing. They just, on the trains, entertain themselves uh, so beautifully. And then they'll stop and they'll eat their their great-looking food. (laughs) They are amazing children to watch and to watch their behavior and how very, very different it is than when we are on a a train, say even just a, a bright line from West Palm to Miami there is no screaming for attention there is no misbehaving i suppose is what i'm trying to say in any way these children are just you cannot help but have such an appreciation and the parents are so laid back and i think i think that's what people don't understand about paris if you visit paris in the right way where you are getting off the beaten path yeah seeing all the wonderful things to see that you need to see but then finding little bistros off the path off the beaten path where you can hang out for example one night it was uh, the night we we'd been to the to the Eiffel Tower and then we did other things and then we went back at night because you have to you have to see it when they when they illuminate it it's just and then they have a 5 minute presentation lights and music you have to do that you have to but then not that far away but in the vicinity we found by walking walk 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 you walk in Paris and it's so fabulous we found this little Bistro where we had eaten we we wanted to go back to it that night and we did but it was packed because it's tiny all these places are tiny but then just down the block we spied another another little uh, Bistro with outdoor seating and we went there and it turned into this we were just gonna have a glass of champagne to toast to the night and so forth and uh, because actually we were leaving Paris the next morning and but it ended up being this whole thing of engaging with the proprietor and as we sat outside and they, and they don't care what they will do when you walk up it's like eat or drink and if you're going to have a meal they will put you at a a few little tables over here and if you're just there for coffee or wine or whatever you're over here and it's brilliant and they leave you they leave you to it you can sit there as long as you want but this guy by just engaging with him he ended up through through the evening of, of us just hanging out drinking champagne he ended up bringing some olives and some you know, some, some cheese and some snack, some bread, snacks, in other words, Parisian style. And, and then we started to talk to him about Ely coffee because they had a, a little little sign, um, Ely coffee. It's, it's Italian coffee that I drink. It's the only kind of coffee I drink when I'm home. And I said that um, to him. He said, many people will stop here because we serve only Ely coffee. They're loyal to it and they want their Ely coffee. And I said, that is me. That is the only kind of coffee I drink. And he was very excited. This was a young guy, uh, young, handsome Parisian. Uh, and he said, um, may I make you one, a coffee, just from me to you? And and he did, he made, he made uh, an espresso for me. It's like just a gift from me to you. And it's, I think that's what I love so much about travel. It's the locations are incredible and fabulous. But it's the people that we meet, the people that are unforgettable, that we engage with. Not always will you have that. But it's funny how 99% of the time when you are engaging with other people, in a non-invasive way, just a casual, maybe just an off-the-cuff comment to them, and it and then it goes into this whole thing, and before you know it, you you have had this amazing evening or time with perfect strangers you've never seen before, you'll never see them again, but what a night, what a time, and what what you can learn from them because you don't know everything you don't know everything i mean in the in the wine region the uh, mainly americans would try to know everything about the different tastings you don't you don't know everything about everything ever so sit back observe and listen is how i feel to each their own again do your thing (laughs) but if you listen and you engage You can learn so, so much that you you would not get out of a travel book. You would not get out of any other kind of of, uh, diving down into your research. The people that live there, the locals, go where the locals go, if at all possible. And then try to engage. And that's what we do. And it is is, uh, rewarding every single time so i'm back i'm back ready to do a load of podcasts gary is writing he is writing for his usual publications he is uh in his zone <laughs> in another in another area here where he is doing what he does so brilliantly and i will be posting those on social media uh, so you can you can go along with as many people did vicariously when, and I posted a lot and, and I, I'm sure people that follow me or are with me on social media are annoyed and say, so, well, there she goes again, she's posting. Well, if you don't like it, just scroll by. But many people in advance told us they wanted to go along with us because they will never have the experience that we had, of course. And then we had message, private messages from people. and And if you're listening, Thank you. And you know who you are and we we appreciated that. And we felt you that you were there with us on this in a vicarious way. Uh, but um, I will be doing more podcasts. I, I wanna tell you about going and seeing as you all if you if you know me, if you are a longtime listener of my podcast, you know my favorite champagne. Verve clico. And we went to the mothership because it's in France. If you don't know about Verve Clicquot, you can thank Madame Clicquot for how this champagne company went. And it is brilliant. But I want to tell you how much fun we had and how we got there and what we did when we got there. So don't forget to come back because I have that and much, much more. And if you're bored with these, well, stick around. At some point, I'll, I'll move on past this trip and I will be talking about my usual mundane things. So, thank you so much for being here. Being, lending me your ears again. I want you to lend your eyes to the things that Gary has written and, and will be writing about this trip. Um, you can always find what he writes on all, on, uh, sorry, North Palm Beach Life, com. That is our website where these podcasts always rest. These podcasts are on 20 platforms, over 20 platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, uh, um, uh, Amazon, whatever I missed here. 20, 20 platforms, many you've never heard of, but they're all over the world. We see you on the map. We know you're out there literally all over the world because it's our, our, our website says North Palm Beach and the world. If you look at our tagline, and the world, and that's how we feel. Gary writes for all things Cruise and Splash Magazine Worldwide. So you can find him. It's G-E-R-R-Y, but it's pronounced Gary. Yes. Barker. Thank you again. Uh, Don't forget my books on Amazon. I have four novels and a children's book, so go find them. They're just fun reads. Fun people that I made up composites of people and I'd like to hang out with them in real life if I could. Thank you so much for being here with me. I appreciate it. Gary appreciates it so very much. I'm Pam Barker, Gigi in the 561. Stay with me.